everybody, it's Jeff Antoniak. Welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz Videos. Today we're going to be talking about the major bebop scale. And this is a fantastic scale. You've probably heard of bebop scales, but probably that's the dominant bebop scale. So there's a lot of chords that doesn't work on. So let's talk today about the major bebop scale. As always, this is for all instruments. This is fantastic stuff for bass players, walking bass lines. Um, so yes, check it out. Uh, the video, as always, is sponsored by Gonzalez Reads. Thank you so much for my buddies at Gonzalez there. Fabulous product, I play them all the time. So uh, yeah, let's talk about this major bebop scale thing. Now I will say that the previous two videos are very aligned with what we're doing here today. Two videos ago we talked about the dominant bebop scale. Today we're going to talk about the major bebop scale. Very subtly different, but hugely different in application. And this video, like all the videos I do with Digging Deeper, is yes, I wanna show you a cool new idea, remind you of an idea you already know about, but maybe aren't practicing. But here's the thing, here's where I really want the rubber to hit the road, is I want you to know how to apply it. So I really want for you to leave this thing 10 minutes from now, uh, knowing the new information, but I want you to know how to practice it and where to use it. I spent a long time collecting information as a musician that I didn't know where to use or how to use it. So some of that was, you know, teaching that didn't quite go all that direction. Some of it was me not putting it together. It doesn't matter. That's what these videos are all about. So I hope you enjoy them. Okay, so let me throw this uh, up on the screen for you here. And what this is, is just writing out the G bebop scale. As I said, the previous two videos talked about the dominant bebop scale and also about articulation. The last video is about articulation. That's hugely important here. But we'll, I'll let you go back to that previous video and check it out. But it really applies well to this scale. <laughs> And so the deal with the scale is it has eight notes in it. And the, the notes fall, the, uh, the way the notes work out is on the downbeats of each measure, we have a chord tone. In other words, the root falls on beat one, the third falls on beat two, the fifth falls on beat three. Because we have our little passing note in there, the sixth falls on beat four, and we're back to the root at the top of the next measure. So that's what makes this a major bebop scale. With the dominant bebop scale, we end up with a flat seven on the beat. So that's not gonna work on a major chord, having that flat seven sitting really strongly like that. So that's what's up with the bebop scale. So I tell you what, I'm gonna play a little bit for you right now. I'm gonna play uh, the Sonny Rollins song, Pent Up House. And this is a great tune. I'm putting, I'm putting it up on the screen for you here. And as you notice, the first four measures are a 2-5-1 in G major. And what that means is it's diatonic in G major. A minor, D7, G major is all kind of the G major scale if you wanted to think about it in that very broad way. The second four measures is the same thing. The last four measures is the same thing. The third line down, four measures, is the bridge. It's a slightly different part. So I love this tune as a place to practice major bebop scales because uh, three quarters of it, we can use that one same scale, right? So that's what I'm gonna do. So let me uh, improvise through this tune a little bit. I'll play the melody just so you know the tune. If you don't know it, you should know it. You should learn it. Sonny Rollins. <laughs> Thank you. 
So, uh, on, on purpose, I played that in a more complicated way, a more contemporary way, a more chromatic way, uh, just to let you know that this really simple, call it old school, um, scale can really work in a lot of different settings, okay? So, uh, in those two choruses that I improvised, I think I must have played it 20 times, or fragments of it 20 times. So, if you're thinking, oh yeah, this is a major scale with an extra note, or yeah, I've heard of it, or whatever, blowing it off. No, 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 don't blow it off. This is something you can use in whatever style you're playing. Whether you're playing like old school, and by old school I'm talking about Ben Webster, and you know, swing, pre-swing kind of music, or whether you're trying to play the most cutting edge stuff. This is something that you can definitely use. Okay, so I'm gonna put this back on the screen for you now and talk about something kind of interesting about the bebop scales, both the dominant and the major scale. So let me play number one. As you can see, the chord tones, the one, three, five, and six, not the seventh, the math doesn't work that way. The six, it's a nice consonant note. They land on the B. Okay, so here is a cool thing about this scale, is that no matter which chord tone you start on, that is still the case. So look at example number two. I'm gonna start on the third, I'm gonna start on the B. Look at example number three. I'm starting on the fifth. Right, so I'm playing the same notes. I'm not changing the order of any notes. It's the same G major bebop scale, but I'm starting on different chord tones. Let me play number four. I'm starting on the sixth. So, learn this scale, for one. Learn this scale starting on each of the chord tones. Now, here's the thing. If you're a full-time professional, if you're a semi-pro, if you've got five hours a day to practice, learn this in 12 keys, for sure. If that's not you, if you're uh, an adult amateur playing on the side, who so many of my students and people I want to connect with are, you may have half an hour a day. You may have three hours a week. Don't practice this in all 12 keys. If your assignment is to learn pent-up house, guess what key you should learn it in? Yeah, G major, G concert, right? So that's the thing. This 12 keys is fantastic advice if you have the time. If you're someone that doesn't have a lot of practice time, learning this in all 12 keys will take you seven months. You'll get frustrated. You'll quit. This is not about quitting. This is about getting excited and playing more and digging in and having fun, right? So let me start this track again. And uh, what I'm going to do is in measures one, two, three, four, first line, in the second line, five, six, seven, eight, and then in the fourth line, I'm going to play only notes from this scale, and you're going to hear how great it sounds. I'm not even playing the minor or the dominant chord. I'm only playing diatonically. So for the first eight measures, you're only going to hear the G major bebop scale. <laughs> Thank you. 
So that sounds pretty decent, right? And to, just to let you know what I was doing in the third line of the thing, where it says D minor G7, I was playing the G dominant bebop scale for those two measures. Next two measures, where it says uh, C minor to F7, I was playing the F dominant bebop scale. So I can play this whole tune with three different bebop scales, G major, G dominant, and then F dominant. I think I got that all right as I was transposing in my head and everything else. So um, one last thing I'll say, and I'll do it again, is when I was playing and rattling up and down that scale, I was almost entirely changing direction on a chord tone. I started on the fifth, just because, went up to the third and chose that to be the place to turn around. Now I'll start on the root and go up to the sixth and change direction there. So I started on the root, went up to the sixth, changed direction, went down to the fifth, changed direction, went up to the sixth, changed direction. So if you just change direction on the one, three, five, or six, it sounds pretty good. Now, it also is a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> so that's full disclosure. We're rattling around kind of saying words in the English language. Is this art? No, I don't think so. Um, is this great music? <clears throat> nah, I don't think so. Is this getting you so much closer than you've ever been? Yeah, possibly, right? So this is, these are phrases. This is a fantastic way to get a little bit closer to where you want to be. Now, playing with a great tone is very helpful right? Playing with great time is important. The offbeat articulation from the last video is hugely important. Okay, let me do this a little bit more for you, and you're going to hear me changing direction on these chord tones. times that I messed up there a little bit, but I didn't play any wrong notes. I actually changed direction on not a chord tone. The thing is, it didn't sound bad, right? I actually like that sort of off-kilter sound. So when I'm doing these examples, I'm having to really limit my playing, which is actually quite a hard thing to do, but gave it a try anyhow. Okay, so you see what I want you to do. Be aware of these scales and know why you work. That's great. Um, I looked through a bunch of transcriptions yesterday, and almost every transcription I found from Wardell Gray playing tenor saxophone, or Clifford Brown playing the trumpet, or Pat Metheny playing guitar, doesn't matter. When you see a major chord, these guys are putting that note in there. So this isn't just some theoretical stuff. This isn't just some uh, guy on the internet saying what he thinks is right. This is tried, true, proven by all your heroes. So practice uh, this scale. Understand the scale. I want you to practice it starting on different chord tones. That's so good for your brain to know when you see a G major chord, what is the fifth, and can you start there? It's sort of like if you wanted to be an expert at the alphabet. I don't know why you'd want to do that. Can you start on the letter P and go? 
Yeah, probably you can, right? Can you start on the letter R and go backwards? Yeah, I know I can't. You know, you get it. So you want to be a master of that, you know, that line of letters, this line of notes. And as I was saying, um, the articulation is so huge, offbeat articulation. So definitely check that out in the, uh, in the previous video. All right, well, uh, thank you for tuning into this. I hope this is really, really helpful. You can get these PDFs from me for this, uh, this particular session or any of the previous uh, series that I've done. Send me an email at diggingdeeperjazz at gmail.com and I would love to uh, get this off to you. I love sharing all this information. I've been hearing from hundreds and hundreds of you with questions and ideas and requests for uh, the next video. This is actually one of those requests, so uh, I'm very happy I could get this out there for you. If you haven't yet, please subscribe on YouTube. That's where you can find out about what's going on here and how you and I can stay in touch a little bit better. So uh, thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed this, and uh, see you next time.